Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to What a Load of Cobblers, Northampton Town fanzine reborn in podcast form. I'm Tom Reed and today I'm joined by a real defensive stalwart for Northampton Town. He formed an integral part of the Cobblers' defence under Ian Atkins, helping us to two Wembley finals and scoring in that epic comeback through Bristol Rovers at Sixfields. It's Ian Clarkson. Hello, Ian. Hello, Tom. How are you? Yeah, 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 really good. Uh, just been really interesting talking to players of different eras for Cobblers and uh, I've spoken to a few from the Ian Atkins days. Uh, the Birmingham Mafia, as it was known, <laughs> and the, ah, the link the to Birmingham Park School Mafia. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> the link to the Midlands that uh, he, uh, that um, sort of Ian Atkins managed to uh, utilise it pretty well, and um, it's probably a good place to start actually because we'll get onto the cobbler stuff. But um, I like to just delve a little bit into your career before cobblers to sort of understand you as a player. Um, you were your Birmingham City is your team, and it's that formed a big part of your life, didn't it? Before Northampton, um, you, you're born, you're actually born in Birmingham. Well, yeah, I was, I was sort of born in Solly Hall, which is a sort of uh, next door to Birmingham. You know, it like to, re- re- it would describe itself as a town, but it's probably uh, the nicest suburb in on the outskirts of Birmingham, really. Solly Hall, yeah. Sure, but you were a big Birmingham City fan, weren't you? And you're a lad in there. Oh, massively. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that that side of the city is pretty much a uh, Birmingham. But, but the uh, Birmingham side of the city, I mean, I, I used to go and watch loads. I had a season ticket from the age of sort of seven or eight. I, I used to go with me uh, dad all the time. It was a Frank Worthington, Colin Todd era. They were, they were in the, the the Premier League, as it's uh, now known. Yeah, there was lo- lots of good stuff going on. Um, so, you yeah, know, so I, I, it's a good, a good team then with people like Frank Worthington and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was great. You know, and subsequently there was Tony Coton, Noel Blake, Mick Harford. So watching those sort of players growing up was fantastic. Um I used to train with Blue and Villa at about 14, and I signed for the Blues, obviously, because I wanted to. Um, and then, you know, lucky enough to, to make my debut as a 17-year-old uh, against Villa. Um, well, and, you know, I guess down, I, isn't it? To, to make your debut against the, the you know, deadly rivals is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, brilliant. I mean, we lost 2-0, but hey-ho. Um, but, you know, <laughs> aside from that, you know, aside from that, it was, it was good out of, I think, 170-odd games. I was captain of them. We uh, got promotion. We uh, won a, a cup final at Wembley. So for me, you know, I, I had a really, really good time at Blues. Uh, I, had, I had a great time at Stoke as well, subsequently. Um, yeah, the, um, I was just looking at your uh, career at Birmingham City and any Birmingham fans listening now will probably get a few. But the, the club's been through its ups and downs, hasn't it? And it's a, yeah. it's a real fan of of the true hardcore supporters. Yeah, but you did make the 91 Leyland Daff, which I think is what called the Football League trophy now, final. Yeah. 
And um, I was quite I was chuckling to myself looking at the team because you could see where um, Ian Atkins got his inspiration from. You you obviously <laughs> yeah. played in it. John Gale scored an overhead kick, which is uh, I recommend people looking at on YouTube. Unbelievable. It's a great goal. Unbelievable goal. John Gale scored an overhead kick at Wembley. I think it's gone down as one of the best ever scored at Wembley. Um, John Frayne was in the side. Frayney. Yeah. Yeah. Dean Pierre. These, these, yeah. these, these are all players that went on to Cobblers. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Simon so. Sturridge came in for a time, I'm pretty sure. Not long. I think um, you're right. Yeah, I think you probably did. Uh, not, not did. Yeah, I think he came on loan for a month or so as well. So, yeah, yeah uh, you, can, you, you can see the kind of uh, link up, really. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so you had some good times at uh, Blues. You were the, the captain and everything. And that's obviously yeah, yeah. For, a, for a fan is just unbelievable. Yeah. And then uh, Lou Macari came in for you, didn't you, from, from Stoke? From Stoke? Yeah, look, Lou Macari came from Stoke. I mean, I, I three, three good years there. We were in the sort of top half of the championship. Then we, we got to the playoff semi-final year there. Uh, we lost to Leicester in the semi-finals, 1-0. Gary Parker scored, and then they went on to win and got, and got promotion. Um, and then two months later, I found myself at Northampton. So, uh, you know, I, I have to be honest, Tom. You know, when, 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 when Akers rang me up and said, you're going to come and sign, I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to sign. I'm not going to say no. I've had four years in the championship on the spin. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not going to come and sign for Northampton, but he was very persuasive. Um, I, know, I hear that about him. I hear that when when you who was it? Was it Woody that used to say, you know, uh, make sure your belt's done up tight because they left the down in the contract <laughs> takes and stuff. And he was very persuasive in getting you to sign. Um, but looking from a cobbler's band perspective, to get yourself from the championship, we were in what's pretty much what is it called the fourth division. Oh, no, we were in the bottom. Bottom. bottom Bond yeah. um it was a bit of a coup really and you did you did you know much about Northampton before that or if I'm honest not a fat lot you know I mean I'd, I'd played I think I played once as a kid at, at the old county ground for a, in a, a reserve team fixture um yeah. so you know I know I, I didn't you know obviously I sort of drove there you know it's only 40 minutes away the uh, stadium six fields was was a uh, nice it was nice and compact you know and, and I could see fair to Akers, you know he got me a, 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 a decent deal for a year um, and he sort of sold me this this cobbler's dream of him, you know, of him pushing forward and, and, and being competitive. And I thought, do you know what? Well, why not? Um, you know, and it worked for me, really. You know, I got I got player of the year and we got promoted. So actually, I was, uh, you know, it, it was a uh, fantastic, really. Did did the sort of the fact that there was a few other Midlands players there sort of make it easier for you in terms of you know, as a home from home in a certain way? I, I think so, Matt, yeah, I, I don't know really. I mean, if, if I'm honest, I, mean, I, I, I had some of the clubs interested, but I sort of spoke to Akers and, do you know what, I wired up the facts and I thought, actually, you know, I'm probably going to play most of the time. Um, you know, it's a real opportunity for me to push myself forward and, and uh, kick on. And hopefully, you know, at, at this level, I, you know, I, I should be able to sort of shine and uh, enjoy myself. And, you know, I was, I was thinking I was 25 or 26 at the time. I can't quite remember. Um, so for me, it was just a, a sort of a real opportunity to, to sort of come and try something new. Yeah, and uh, it's sometimes nice if you, if you can see a bit of potential there and uh, sort of good set of lads. I can imagine it's you know it's quite a was quite a nice club to play for at the time. You you came in, I think Akers signed Mark Cooper and David Rennie around the same time as you. Yeah, uh, that's right. Two two very solid played in, the, in their own rights um i've just been looking back at that season where which culminated in you know wembley glory and uh it seemed to me a bit of a season of you know the odd little sticky patch but some good runs so around christmas we beat 
Barnett 2-0, Cardiff 4-0. I think that's when Neil Grayson jumped in the snow. Yeah, <laughs> Actually, yeah I mean, I, I, I think, to be honest, you know, to, to start the season, I think we were lost at Wigan. It was, you know, we ended up getting, I think we had two men sent off. Yeah, I, I can remember driving up and there was a massive crash on the M6. So there was about four of us in Acker's car, four of us in the commercial manager's car, four in a chairman's car. So it was real sort of seat of your pants kind of um, But, you know, it, I think it took us two, two or three months to a gel. Uh, and actually, we, we, once we sort of gelled and kicked in, we, we, we were hard to beat. You know, we, we could score goals, you know, as you said. Neil O'Grayson scored, Mark Cooper was always on the score sheet. You know, Gailey was capable. It was Jason White, I think, at the time that season. Jason White, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, there was lots of people. You know, Matthew Rush came on loan and, he, you know, he scored some goals. So we had some, we had some decent players there. Um, and we were always, and the good thing was, we were always fairly solid. We had obviously Ray and Samo as, as his centre halves with A and other, usually, whoever, whether it was Danny O'Shea or whoever that might be. Um, and yeah, it was, and, and we got ourselves on a roll and, and we, we fancied ourselves against absolutely anybody. Yeah, looking back on it and speaking to various other players from that era, um, there was just a, a belief brought back into the, the club and the side. And uh, Gary Thompson talks about it a lot in terms of Ian Atkins bringing in players that would, I think it's a Birmingham term, it's called stand on. You stand on for each other and uh, yeah, yeah. you you have each other's back. And that that I think that, that breeds a bit more consistency and a bit more belief. And if you look at the end of the season that in 97, we went on a, we were pretty much unbeaten all the way to the final, to the playoff final. So we beat Fulham away 1-0, Jason White scored, beat Exeter 4-1. Uh, so building up, uh, building up a head of steam. Yeah, and- yeah, yeah. I, mean, I have to say, I remember the uh, Fulham game away, this was a cl- classic Atkins, you know, we sort of got there. And he was like, look, you know, they're, they're going to be celebrating, et cetera, et cetera. They, they're, they're already promoted. He says, when we run out, run to their end where they always warmer. So the first yeah. thing we did, gave them a guard of honour, then steamed off to, to their end, which sort of threw them off target a bit, I think. We won the toss and kicked from from, from uh, that end. And we we were one, we could have been four to five. They looked at half time. We absolutely murdered them. Um, mm. I think he ended up bringing off two of his players after about 30 minutes. They're a gaffer did. So he was one of those things, you know, that that, that was Akers. He was he was good at playing mind games. He was always trying to get, get into the skin of the opposition. Um, sure. But we, we, had some, we, we had some good players. I mean, I, I've heard, you know, other teams were more skillful than us. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I buy into that. We had a great team spirit. We we, we played to our strengths, but flipping heck, you know, we were hard to beat. We had, we had some good quality on the ball. Um, and we just dug in, really. Yeah, so um, Fulham game, bit of a... Atkins kidology going on and that was that was a good win and built up ahead of Steve and then ended up playing Cardiff in the semi-finals. Do you remember that game? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we'd have played them twice in the League Cup and uh, beaten them. Uh, we'd beaten them 4-0, I think, around New Year's Day. Absolutely hammered them. We'd played them away in the league. We were two down and got two, two late goals to get a, a draw. So I always felt as though we could beat Cardiff. If I'm honest, um, mm-hmm. I knew their chairman, Samesh Kumar. He was the, he was the chairman at uh, Blues, and I was there. And I knew Kenny oh, okay. Hibby, so you know. But I always felt that w- that w- we could beat them. And to, to be honest, the, the first leg at Cardiff, you know, you'd say on paper they're a, a bigger club, they've got a bigger fan base, all that kind of stuff. Fairly hostile atmosphere, and they were probably probably the better team. Then Mark Cooper got sent off as well, which made it even more difficult. Uh, and then obviously, I'm sure. He's mentioned this every single time, but Paris scored a great goal. 
He, he, <laughs> it was a good goal. He was a cracking. He ran about 30 yards and chipped the goalie. And then all of a sudden, we had something to hang on to. Um, yeah, I was in the away end and uh, it was it was a quite, um, I think it was a Sunday that game. And it that's was, right, quite, yeah, it was uh, a wet sort of day. I remember the, in those days, places like Fulham and Cardiff, they used to have open away ends. And that, that the um, Paris chipped the keeper and it seemed, the ball seemed to go in the air for ages. And you were sort of like, is it going to go in? And it went in and then the away end went mad. And uh, <laughs> just, it just gave everyone, you know, if you go to Cardiff, in Indian Park, yeah. uh, a big outfit. If you go to if you can beat them one nil in away, you know you go into that home leg with a lot of confidence, and it's so it turned out to an extent. It was a fairly close, but I think it was always in our hands, really. Yeah, I think so. I mean, there was a time when he got to what one one for a while. I mean, they, they had their centre half got sent off as well, um, yeah. uh, and then he got to one one, and it was close. But then all of a sudden, it was two one three one, and it was good night Vienna, as they said. In you know we were uh, home home and dry, and I think we we were better than Cardiff that that year. You know, we approved it. We played him six times. You know, I think we lost once, so I think I think we can safely say we were better than them. Yeah, the police were very pleased that there wasn't a Swansea v Cardiff final. Oh, I think yeah. they were even a sigh of a sigh of relief. Um, I've I've spoken to Ackers and a couple of other people involved in the in, in the team at that time. The the build up to the final at Swans uh, against at Wembley against Swansea, obviously there was a big a big it was massive for the town, and uh, there was a. Yeah fair amount of build-up towards it, but it, it seems like the, the preparations went quite well in going into the game on from the team's perspective. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I think, it, is, am I right in thinking it was the first time that the club had, had uh, ever got to Wembley? I think, I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, yeah but look, I mean, we've we had, a, as I said, we had people who've, I'm not going to say been around the block, that makes us sound old, but we had quite experienced, some, some good experience in the squad. You know, sure. so pe- pe- people were looking forward to it. And, and, and it, as you quite rightly said, I, th- I think we've been on a, a fantastic run. We'd have won lots of games. The confidence was high. Um, it was just a case of ticking over and, you know, and, and until the final. Although, as it happens, I think Swansea had beaten us twice in the league that year. Yeah. Um, they had Jan Mulby. I think you went on to play under him, but he was uh, yeah. a good player Top, of his day. Yeah. No, absolutely. Look, a, a, a fantastic fella. Uh, I really enjoyed my time with, with, with him at Kidderminster and he was a, yeah. clearly a, a good player. Um, sure. But, you know, obviously at that time, he was probably, what, 36, 37. So you know, it, it would it would slow it down slightly. Oh look, I mean, on, on the day there was nothing in it really. It was a tight oh, old game. Very nervous, so nervous in the crowd. It, it, I was just nervous all the time. Yeah, I mean, I, I I didn't think that they were going to score ever. Having said that, when we were playing, I didn't think we, you know, I thought it was going to be penalties the way it was going. Then all of sure. a sudden, Andy steps up for his uh, moments of glory, and and what a terrific free kick. Yeah, yeah, what a moment and uh, a real. Probably a good, really good way to win it. Not only in like pretty much the last minute or whatever, but um, it was re, it was retaken and it just seemed like gods were smiling on us that day. Really. Yeah, I think so. But look, you know, as you said, you know, we'd, we'd uh, pl- played well. We were pushing till the end, um, and obviously, you know, and, and it was a, a, an excellent free kick. And uh, as I often spoke to a Jan when I was at Kidderminster and told him, you know, if if he was not back ten yards, Jan, that's the way it goes. So, <laughs> <laughs> Akers said as well that we were always quite a fit side, so uh, you know fitness wasn't was never an issue. Was did you find the training, you know, pretty good under Atkins? Or it was good. I mean, look, you know, I mean, if you're a professional footballer, you will work hard generally. I mean, I, I know there's the urban myths about two hours in off down a pub, but that's clearly not the case. And you know, and, and Akers like like to run, particularly in a pre-season. You know, the amount of times I've, I've run up and down by those lamppost outside Sixfields is is, is unbelievable. Um, <laughs> 
you know, there was a, there was an athletics track at, at the back as well. I'm not sure if it's still sure, there. Yeah. Uh, we used to share that with the Saints and so used to see people like Martin Bayfield l- l- lumbering around the track. Um, Surprise, so, has never put him up front, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, he, he was a, a he, he was an option for us, but uh, <laughs> you know, look, he, he was he, so he was. Um, but you were, need to be fit, you know, and obviously part part and parcel of football at any level is is gaining an advantage any way you can. So if we could be fitter than other people, stronger, quicker, all those kinds of things. You know, and then you chuck in some some skill and some tactical awareness, then you're going to be hard to beat, really. Yeah, definitely. And the celebrate, it was just, I've said it before, but it was a bit of a, it was a, such a joy, joyful moment because pretty, before you joined the club, there was a lot of dark days, especially financially in the early nineties. Yeah. It was all, it was almost like a release of all those bad bad times and like just just a real joyful moment. And the in the weeks the week afterwards or whatever the parade around the market square with thousands of fans yeah brilliant yeah absolutely you know i mean for, for me it, it was a, a fantastic time you know obviously you know we're, we're winning games you're enjoying your football it was a, a nice set of lads obviously if you're winning games it's always easier but there, there really was a, a good team spirit you know pe- people were, were, weren't afraid to speak their mind in the changing rooms which which i think is good um yeah. and people would fall out but then you know They'd sort it out and it would be done and dusted either at the end of training, end of the game, and then move on to the next day, which is, which is, you know, that's the way it should be, really. Yeah, I've heard about the legendary dust-up between John Gale and Carl Heggs. That's been, <laughs> that's been in, in the club shop. That's been uh, told by yeah. a couple of players, and I still chuckle every time because it's funny in, in its own way because Gailey didn't want to back down, and Carl Heggs was apparently a good boxer, so it was a good tussle. But apparently, apparently um, I don't know, was he? you was it was apparently yeah, someone was, look I mean obviously they, they'd uh, had a bit of a a, a bit of a, 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 a to do prior to the final the previous year yeah uh, yeah in, in the tunnel and yeah. they sort of came in I think it was Fran and I were sitting downstairs and and it all kicked off but well I mean all I would say is when it all finished they shook hands and were uh, best of mates you know so yeah I, I, a quick five minute dust up bit of fisty cuffs and then that's it we're all you know, sorted. That was it. You know, n- n- nothing more was said about it, really. I think that's that's all it needed. Uh, the ne- the next season, you know, the it was there was a bit of a sort of a snowball effect at Cobblers. We were sort of rolling on again, and that, there just wasn't much fear around the club. And they, I think, you know, you probably thought, let's just go for it again. Uh, yeah. You know, obviously been promoted. Uh, that ninety seven ninety eight season was. Interesting. I think we had a quite a good pre-season going into the team, you know, the, the league with some yeah. some confidence. Uh, do you remember the FA Cup game? I was looking at it. It would be Leicester. I think yeah, I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I got sent off. Yeah, but I can't remember what for. I remember we lost, but why did you get sent off for? I, I stumped on Muzzy, is it? So, to be fair, it was, a, it was, it was the right decision. Ah, uh, was it? Is there yeah. a bit of needle going on there? Not really. No, I, I just lost my head to be honest because we, you know, they, they were a beating us quite cut. I, I think that I mean, I, I probably think that we should have put up a, a better fist of it that day. But for yeah, whatever I, reason, I so. for, for, for whatever reason, we, we just didn't probably play as well as we could do. We, we we were a couple down quite quickly, and then for whatever I just had one of those rushes of blood, which which occasionally I did have throughout my career, not very often, but I did, and you know, and and that was it really. I you know, hold my hands up and say, yeah, that was a fair enough. So. Um, no qualms from me, really, on that one. I don't think it had any bearing on the outcome of the game. Um, no, they had a very strong side. I think they had people like Robbie Savage and people like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, you know, we, we were, you know, we were, I, I still think that 
we, we thought we should have probably put up a, a, a better fist, you know. Yeah, yes. it, didn't, it shouldn't have been 4-0. That was a bit too too yeah. much. But obviously a, a really good season. I always, uh, I always, the game that always stands out for me, and it probably, if you look at it from face value, is not that significant. But there was a game for Watford and we beat, okay. we drew one all with. Yeah, at Watford. Yeah. Yeah, big, big, big away following. And it just showed that we could mix with the, the bigger teams, big teams. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think I think around Christmas time, I think I think we beat Warsaw three uh, two, and I, th- I think we went to Luton and drew two two, and, and should have won really. And obviously, you know, at that time, Luton would have regarded themselves as a bigger than Northampton. Um, yeah. But, but we assigned Jason Dezelu. You know, I know he was sometimes he was hit and miss, but he had great quality. Does um, you know, fantastic in the dressing room, funny lad. You know, and that, those extra bits of quality that that we got in that year, I, I sort of think helped us. Um, I'm trying to think of some more of the games. Yeah, we, we had some critical games. We, we we beat Fulham towards the end of the season one nil as well. They had you know Peter Beardsley playing for them, and they spent lots of money pesky Salido. Then we beat them what one nil. So we sort of feared nobody really. We 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 tended to like go toe to toe with. Um, remember Fulham at that point? I think that was just when the big money probably um, yeah. Al Fayed or whatever came in, and there was a bit they were a big money team. But we always used to hold our own against them. They were they were good games really then. Yeah, I remember actually. I remember going away. I think we drew one-one. I remember. I think Ray got injured. I ended up playing centre half, and it was it, it was a great battle. So you know, I mean, we we had plenty of. I think you know, I have to, as, as I've said before, you know, I think people often say, yeah, you know, the Atkins teams they worked hard, they were hard to beat, they were this, though. Yeah, we we were, but we uh, did have some quality, you know, in, in the right areas at, at the right time. We are played in in a certain way, you know. We 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 were often um, cautious for, for for times, but actually, when 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 we got the ball and. We we would put it in, in into good areas and, and we put it in with quality. So you know, there's there's a difference between shelling it straight straight out into touch or putting a ball into an area with some backspin on. So it's a difficult one to deal with. And so yeah, yeah. There, was, there was there was lots of lots of quality in there. I, I would say for uh, or, or I would say lots of I, I don't think we often got the credit that, that, that we deserved. Yeah, I agree. And if you look at it, that we beat Fulham, like you said, uh, late April 98, 1-0 uh, at Sixfields. Um, and that would be a massive golf in finances. So Akers was often plate spinning in terms of finances and he was always, he's always trying to get a deal here and there and just trying to, trying to push the club on as much as possible, but we've not the biggest finance resources and um, did a good job. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think if you look at some of the clubs, at that time, at that level, they'd have had bigger wage bills as, as they probably would have done the year before. But you know, ultimately, I, I don't think it matters. I mean, you can pay somebody, 50, you know, as much as you want, but if they don't do it week in, week out, if they if they don't fit in the dressing room, if if, if their style of play doesn't suit the team's style of play, it doesn't matter in the slightest, really. That season snowballed again, and we got into the playoffs again. And uh, what was your take on? That first game at Bristol Rovers, the first leg, oh. we didn't we didn't perform well. Three, we lost three one, but Gailey scored that crucial goal. Yeah, I mean, I think we, again we played in the league, we'd drawn at home and uh, won away, so we were confident that we could beat them. But look, on the day they 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 pummeled us for for about an hour, really. You know, that Barry Hales Barry Hales playing and Peter Beadley, it, it was a decent strike for us. It was three nil. I think they sort of hit the post as well, and we were sort of a, a, a bit shell shocked. Um, but you know, you talk about your character, you sort of stuck in there. Um, and then obviously, actually, if you watch Gailey's goal, it's a great through ball from Jonathan Hunt. Uh, and and Gailey's, Gailey's finish was, again, almost as good as his overhead one for, for Birmingham at Wembley. You know, a nice little death lob over the goalkeeper. Um, but I've got to be honest, you know, I came in the dressing room at the end thinking 3-1. 
Ola take that because you know we for most of the game they they were far better than us. Sure, they were they were a useful outfit, especially Barry Hales. He was a, a must have been a right pain to Mark because he was strong, quick, um, good movement and stuff. Yeah, oh look, you know as you said, Bristol Rovers had some good players. You know, Ian Holloway's managed in the sort of top flight. Um, knows yep. his stuff. Um, I have to say, I've got utmost respect for him after, after the second leg because he, he just took it on the chin and was was very magnanimous. But, but you know, as you said after the first game, I thought, well, we're not out of it. But I thought, you know, we're going to have to play incredibly well to sort of you know get through. Really, I think we also have to take into into account that Sixfields at that time was absolute fortress and yeah. the fans and that atmosphere. We we always say it: the atmosphere for the second leg. Against Bristol Rovers was the best atmosphere at six was ever seen. It was raucous. It was um, yeah, it, honestly, it was I, amazing. I, I, amazing. Yeah. That, that yeah. played a part, I think. Yeah, I'm massive. I mean, I, I spoke to John Fran about this recently. You know, and he thinks you know we both had a between us, we've probably had about quarter about about 900 career games. Sure. And, 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 and we think that game against Bristol Rovers was probably the most complete team performance that we've ever played in. I think you know really you know across all the levels. You know, obviously there's different levels if you're playing in the top flight, whatever. But I think on on that night, you know, and I've, I watched a rerun of this about three months ago because I've watched it for years, and I have to say, I, I think you know that's as good as I've seen any team play for the whole ninety minutes, and the atmosphere was unbelievable, as you said. Okay, albeit only seven and a half thousand, but I, I have to say, I'd struggle to think of many atmospheres I played in that were better than that. Yeah, I I remember being in the stands and uh, it just everyone everyone was bang up for it. The, obviously, the team were bang up for it. The fans, yeah. we were like in those days, we had a bit of cockiness about us to an extent. I, I, I yeah. wouldn't make, say cockiness, but there was a, there was a bit of an edge to the to the club, and we we just felt. I think everyone just felt that, that it was possible. And uh, Hegsy scored. Um, yeah. And then you you got on the score sheet. <laughs> yeah, I got, yeah, but well, you know, I'd like to say it was my second one in uh, three three weeks, really. So having uh, <laughs> I mean, scored Chesterfield, yeah, absolutely, I was uh, I was on a roll. Um, looking at us, Hex did well. I think he uh, Croy turned it in the corner, whipped, whipped the ball in, and and I was I was gambling. There was what 20, 20 odd minutes left. We needed to score again, so we were starting yeah. to gamble. And yeah. as it happens, I remember pulling off my. Pulling off the, the left back and then darting back in front of him, which gave me a yard to get a, a foot. I didn't have to think about it and just and just side footed it in or outside of me. Of course, I can't quite remember, but it was a it was a welcome sight, I have to say. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, was, it, it was nothing more than on the night we we deserved it. And I, sure. I remember Samo because we, we we sort of played Chesterfield about two weeks earlier, and I'd scored my first ever goal, uh, and we lost two one. And he said, I'm, "I'm gutted for you know you've scored and we've lost." And I remember him after the game saying, yeah, I'm really pleased that you finally managed to score and we've got one for you. Um, and, and that's the kind of dressing room that, that, that we had. You know, people thought of, it, 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 it wasn't a selfish dressing room. You know, there was always, it, it, it was all for the team, really. There, there didn't seem to be any any big egos in there. You've, on that night, we beat Bristol Rovers. Just I can see there's Chris Freestone, Dean Peer, yourself, Carl Heggs, David Seal, Ali Gibb, John Frayne. Just real team team workers, I think, really. Yeah, Tim, look, as I said, we, we, had, we had some good quality uh, players, but if for whatever reason you, you weren't pulling your weight, you didn't play. So, you know, there, there, there might have been certain times, you know, if you, if you look at the team that year, I think, you know, it, it there was a core, but it, it there was certain positions where it changed occasionally for, for certain games, which is fine. But I think that night, you know, Akers obviously thought, 
this is the team I think will uh, get the job done for me tonight. Um, yeah, and it uh, worked. Uh, as I said, you know, atmosphere-wise, and that, 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 that's a game I will always remember. Uh, oh, yeah, I should, I should imagine, I should imagine, and it still, it still lives on in sort of Northampton folklore even now. Um, were you? The defence then was very solid, and it's it goes down probably as the the most complete defensive setup of, of cobblers for you know probably all time or from you know in yeah. a long time. But um, did you, were you was it a back was it a back five then or you know was there were there there was it, it, three centre backs and then two two full backs. Yeah, look, it, it David varied. So, so, yeah, so sometimes it was a back four, sometimes it was a back five. Um, yeah, we obviously had uh, fairly constant with sort of um, Warburton and Samson. Then we had, so, you know, Colin Hill played a fair while. David Brightwell, I think, played. Um, uh, you know, and, and obviously myself and John Frayne. Um, season before, it had been Lee Madison for a while as well. So it, it was it was a fairly consistent team, and it, and it fluctuated between a four and a five. So. You know, and as wing back, I tell you what, you, you put some miles in, flipping heck. <laughs> I, mem- I remember that. You know. know, if they were doing the mapping of how far you'd run, you'd run miles yeah. every game. But was was yeah. defensive shape something you worked on a lot in training? And because you just seem so cohesive as a, as a unit, was that natural, or yeah. was there a lot of work going on? Oh no, yeah, we we worked on things. Obviously, I mean, and what, one thing I would say about you know Aku's training was, you know, we, we we had a way of playing, and, and you, you had to know your role in the team. So you know, yeah, we did do work on it, but sure. Uh, you know, but we also had some quite, quite, quite good players, as I said. You know, yeah. self and Frank played at high levels. You know, it, it, Samo and Razor were, were, were a top class at, at that level, and we were organised and, and we liked defending. I know, I know that sounds, you know, all very, very old school these days, but we really like defending. It's a certain type of person who, who needs to defend, and we, we like to defend. So you know, um, so and and I, I think obviously some sometimes we would soak up pressure. So we, we had to defend for a large periods of time, but we were we we, we were happy to do that. I mean, sure. You know, I was, so you know, I mean, was, uh, an example would be, you know, we, we we were playing with the back five. So I knew if I was playing against a winger and a fullback, and the fullback had the ball, I wouldn't commit myself. I'd, I'd, I'd let the fullback cross it in from deep, knowing that we had three massive centre halves who were likely to clear it. So you know, there was so you know there was everybody knew knew their role really in the team. So sometimes you would let you would let a winger put a ball in. Just no, no, to no. That I, I wouldn't. No, you, you, he, he, if I let a winger cross it, I, I'd, I'd have been I'd have been scorched by Atkins afterwards. Oh, right. No, no. I mean, so so let, let, let's say I was faced with a uh, two two on one scenario, a, a left back and a, a left winger in at me. He would yeah, say yeah. like that the lesser of the two dangers would be someone crossing it from halfway in their half into our box. You know. Oh, I get what, you. What, what he didn't want was somebody get, getting around the back of us and and, and, and uh, whipping crosses in. So, you know, I mean, so think that, so just things like that, which again, you know, you, you, you're experienced and you are know as a player yourself, but actually that that's a less dangerous cross. For example, game, game management basically and trying yeah, to yeah. affect the game in, a, yeah. in, in an organised way. Um, yeah. We got to Wembley again t- twice in two seasons, which is just a brilliant, uh, amazing achievement. And looking back on it, t- t- Wembley twice in a you know, two years on the spin took a massive yeah. number of fans, 35, 40,000 or something. It was a lot. Oh, it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, go on. I mean, yeah, I, I think, I think to be fair to Grimsby on the day that they deserved to win. So, you know, look, uh, we'd have played them in the league. I think we beat them at home. They beat us at their place. Um, I think we gave it our best shot, but to be fair to them, they scored first and they, they managed it quite well, really, if I'm honest. Uh, so, you know, I can't have it. 
any complaints on that score, really. They had, they had, they had a useful side. They had um, that Donovan guy that scored. He was good. Um, I think they had that Italian fellow at the time as well. Yeah, they did. I mean, I think obviously Alan Buckley was their manager previously and he'd been at West Brom. So there was three or four lads with West Brom as you know, they, they, they were similar to us in a way in terms of that they'd had players who played at a high level uh, and were playing there. And look, you know, I, I think we, we gave it our best shot, but for whatever reason on, on the day, you know, and sometimes that happens in football, they, they, they probably just edged it. Um, I think they, they missed a penalty as well. So, you know, we, we can't really complain, I don't think, you know, about uh, the score. Chris Freestone said that it was such a tight game and he just, his one regret is he never really got one clear-cut chance. It was a lot, it was a lot of half chances. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Aka said maybe, looking in hindsight, he, he should have had um, Jason Dezel on uh, to try and create a bit more. But but that's football Mate, looking. Look, on yeah. it. I mean, I suppose you could say 12 months earlier, the game against Swansea was just as tight and it, it went our way. So, you know, 12 months later, it was just as tight and it uh, didn't go our way this time. So, fine yeah. margins. But, yeah, you're right. You know, with, with hindsight, you know, Jason Dezel was a, a good player. But, you know, in the semi-final against Bristol Rovers, he didn't play. And we, we put in a terrific performance. So, you know, he, he, you know, he was a, a it's fair to Ackers. He, he'd have probably stuck with the uh, same team. Yeah, and... Um... A bit of a disappointment uh, losing at Wembley, but still a lot of pride and they, they, we had a good squad and everything was looking forward to the next season. Uh, I spoke to Carlo Corazin. He said that that was a good pre-season, 98-99, the year after. It, it was all going pretty well and you got real bad injury, didn't you, quite early on? Yeah, yeah. I think it was the end of August we played Lincoln and I got, yeah, well, snapped my shin pad, broke my leg and basically that, that, that was me done for the season. So it was only about the third or fourth, fourth or fifth game in, I can't quite remember. Um, and yet, to be honest, that kind of finished me off, really. I mean, you know, ma- massive uh, credit to Dennis. He was, I couldn't think of, of a better physio to have if, if you were on, on, on the sort of re- rehab fronts. He worked his socks off, but he was he was good. He was meticulous. He was professional. So, you know, I got back as, as quickly as I could. But it was, it was a long old haul. I remember, you know, Hunter was injured. Dobson was injured. I think Damien Matthew. So I spent lots of times running around, Lakes in Northampton, whose whose name Delapri, I don't know, that's one of them. I can't remember. There was lots of uh, lots of yeah. lakes and disuse disuse railway lines. We were on a motorcycles and not motorcycles, sorry, on on push bikes rather. Um, so look, you know, it was it, it was a hard slog. It, it was nice to get back, um, but ultimately, you know, it was a it was a frustrating season for me, but probably even more so for the club. But I, I didn't really feel as though I had any impact on it. No, 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 that that. Uh, had you uh, had anything as serious as a broken leg before that? No, no, I'd, I'd, I'd been fortunate. I'd had, you know, the, the odd groin twinge here and there, the odd hammy here and there, but yeah, but nothing. That was so. That was a bit of a, a bolt from the blue, really. And yeah, it was painful and it hurt. And I thought that's it. You know, I, I was I was snookered really. Um, so, uh, and, was it an innocuous one or was it a bit of a naughty challenge? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I, you know, I was stretching for the ball and since fair to, you know, he, he said it was not intentional I mean you know I, I think you went over the top but hey ho you know that's that's yeah that's football isn't it you know, I mean well, there was there was issue, there was sort of legal things going on at the time anyway so um but look it was it, it basically it, it kept me out for the rest of the season which uh, wasn't great and when you're watching on from afar you know you, you you could see that we were struggling and it was difficult um you could see that you know the dressing room was finding it difficult uh we, you know, we lost it I think we lost it in the cup um 
Uh, and I remember I, I came in. I was I was I was just training on a Sunday, as you tend to say when you're injured. And the players were in who played, and it was I think you could see that the boys were struggling, and Akers was trying lots of different things out. There was a, a a lot of different players, um, and for whatever reason, it wasn't quite working. It didn't work in the end. We got relegated, but we got relegated with a lot of good players in the side. Um, I think it, had he brought yeah. in people like Steve Howard by then, you were you know went on to a brilliant career, and uh, there's a lot of good. We probably shouldn't have got relegated. Basically, that's what I'm trying to say. No, I mean, I know Steve went on to score lots of goals. I think, I think was, was it that season when it took him ages to get going and score? I can't remember. Probably, I, mean, yeah, was, I think it was, but great player. No, look, he, he was, he was, a, he was a top lad, Steve, and he, he was a you know bags of time for me, and had a really good career, as you said. Um, but I mean, I, I remember watching lots of games that season, thinking, I don't know, it was one of those. He, when you're watching on from the stands, you can kind of see that you know the, the chances we were creating, we weren't scoring, and then we were always giving away a soft goal, which. What wasn't like us really, um, and I think we had a, a decent run at the end to try and stop it, but uh, didn't quite happen. There's all draws yeah. at the end of the season, and sometimes if you pick up just slightly a few more points over across the season, you you do okay. But it must have been hugely frustrating for you to have that injury and then watch the club that you built up with all that success yeah. and promotion to get relegated. It must be. Yeah, I, it, yeah, it, it, it was really difficult, you know. And I think because we, we we did have a terrific team spirit. Um, and you know, when you're injured, you sort of do feel slightly on 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 the outside of it, which which is quite normal because you're you're training at different times, you're training with less people, and all that kind of stuff, and, and you're not getting the match day experience. So, yeah, it it, it was hugely frustrating. Um, you know, and you kept thinking, come on, you know, all, all we need is, is is a run to get us going. But the longer it went on, I think we got sort of April, and, I th- and it, it it looked grim, and we picked up a couple of wins, but we just we we could never string together. You know, four or five wins on on the bounce, which we were probably capable of doing, um, for 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 whatever reason. And to be honest, you know, I I can't really put my finger on it because I, I didn't play. So yeah, and I guess football goes in cycles as well. And you're not going to have sustained success like that. Snowball's not going to go on and on and on. Um, yeah. did, did how how did you come to leave the club? Did did you find that you were just after your injury you were you know, yeah, I, I was struggling. I mean, I think we started the next season. I think I played one or two games. Um, I spoke to, to, to Akers and said, look, you know, I'm struggling to do that five days a week training because the, the pain was was fairly... I was, I was having lots of cortisone injections, lots of pills, ibuprofen, that kind of stuff, um, just to get me through days and days of training. And I said, look, you know, I'm finding this difficult. Um, you know, can, can we come to sort of some kind of, some kind of agreement? Because, you know, I, I, I'd, I'd had enough, but I was finding it so difficult uh, to sort of train yeah. and play to, to the level I wanted to get to um, that, that I thought it was probably time to call it quits, really. So I, I approached Ian, and I think it would have been Barry Stonehill. I can't quite remember. Um, at the time, and we had a couple of conversations around that. Uh, there were a couple of sort of things to tie up around sort of payouts, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I said, look, you know, I'm going to... Um, I, I don't think I can play full time anymore, which was a massive shame, really, because that, that's all I'd kind of done, really, from the age of 16. Sure, sure. Um, as it happens, you know, I then went to Kidderminster, which was, and I, they were at it part time, which was training two days a week, which suited me, because I could then play, you know, it was more manageable for me, and sometimes I only train once a week, and we ended up winning the conference. Training uh, two days a week wasn't too much um, no, pain yeah, it was, it was okay. I, mean, look, I, was, I still take your painkillers and all that, but it was more—it was much more manageable. Um, sure. And again, you know, it was a slightly le- le- lesser level 
So, you know, you, you weren't putting as much sort of strains and stresses on yourself. Um, and then obviously, <clears throat> Kiddermans then paid, we, we won the league. Uh, Jan was a manager and I had an agreement with him and I said, look, you know, they paid some insurance money back. Um, and I said, you know, and he was quite happy for me to train not every single day when we were sort of playing in the football league. So, you know, it worked for me and I got two extra bonus years out of it, really. So it worked so out well in the end. And, um, and did you reckon Jan had seen you playing against uh, Swansea in the uh, Wembley? Yeah, 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 most definitely. Because I'd, I'd, I'd had a couple yeah. of training. Yeah, I'd had a couple of training sessions with the Nuneaton Borough as well. Um, and I went to speak to sort of Jan and said, look, you know, I can't play full time, but et cetera, et cetera. He said, well, can I have a couple of training sessions, see what you think? And he goes, yeah, I can remember that cup final. So, so yes, I mean, that, that probably helped uh, in a way. So I can, I can thank Northampton for that. <laughs> and when we when we we look back at that your period with the cobblers uh it, it like i said i've spoken to a couple of other people and there's a there was a few downs involved and obviously your your injury and stuff but so many just really good memories and it's hard to if you're just a maybe a young fan listener or, or a fan not of the cobblers yeah. it's hard to sort of put into words the feel-good factor around the club at that time it's a very very happy place to support and to watch and to play, I should think. Yeah, it was. As, you know, as I said, I, I, I kind of had, I know I had three seasons there, but my sort of third season was a bit of a write-off. So the first two seasons were brilliant because I think we finished fourth and fourth. So you were winning most of your games. It, it, it was a nice place to come and work. Um, socially, it was great. The, the lads were good. It was a, we had a, we had a, a few nights out as well and all, all that kind of stuff. Um, there was a really good, really good upbeat feeling. And, you know, and, and, and credit to Ackers, you know, one thing he is good at is galvanising people and getting them all together and getting a kind of a siege mentality whereby, you know, everyone hates us, but, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, and I think there was a really feel-good factor because, as you said, I think was it a few years earlier, they'd beaten Shrewsbury to stop up on the last day. Um, yeah. So, you know, and D- Dennis often spoke about that, you know, and so there was a an element of, oh, to p- pinch themselves, really. They were still in receivership as far as I was aware, you know. Um, yeah. And, and it, it's just, it was just great times. Yeah, we, we we felt like we we could beat anybody. Um, yeah, you know, with yeah. that with that squad of players, we felt comfortable and confident that we we weren't afraid of anybody. Um, and it was a really good. You know, you often talk about a team, but there really was a, a good team. But it was fun. And I, I think the fact that we've got a, a cobbler's WhatsApp group from that sort of era that, that still keeps in touch speaks volumes because I haven't got that from any other club I was at. That's a really nice thing that. Um... You're, you're still in touch and, uh, you know, you can you have a laugh for each other. I think Akers and a couple of others are talking about a reunion and that will be just a really nice thing to reconnect that era to the, the current times. be really nice. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm up for that. It's it's only 40 minutes away for me, so I'm more than happy to come up. I'll get Franny can drive and I'll, I'll come and enjoy myself. I think you should do your car school again. And that'd be quite yeah, you actually, yeah, <laughs> that would be quite funny. Frank, Thomas, Pia... Clarkson, yeah, and one or two other miscreants over the years. So yeah, it was good fun. <laughs> so great days. And um, your football is a is a funny old game, and life is you know, strange sometimes. And you're you're you've moved into teaching now, haven't you? So you're, yeah, you're teaching yeah. kids sport and stuff. So passing on your knowledge. Well, I, 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 I would hope so. Yes, I've been a PE teacher for the last eleven years now. I teach at Repton School up in Derbyshire. Um, it's good fun, you know, full on. But at the moment. Obviously, it's all about remote teaching, which is probably less fun. Um, sure. in, 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 yeah, but you know, normally in, in the day-to-day job, yeah, it's good. Nothing's ever quite as good as playing football. Um, but you know, this is this is certainly the, the, the second best job I've had. I, I enjoy it. 
um, you know, meet me, uh, kids go to the school. It's uh, good fun. We talked to that. I've talked about you, uh, talked with you on the phone a little bit, and uh, you were saying that the buzz of playing football is it's really hard to replicate, isn't it, in your everyday life afterwards? Because it's just such a pure high, I should imagine. That games are like Bristol Rovers. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, p- people talk about you know, uh, mental health of footballers and well-being and wellness post-football, and I think. You know, ultimately, you've spent 16, 17 years getting a, a, a legal high every Saturday and Tuesday where, you know, there's an absolute massive buzz, whether you win, lose or draw, the, the adrenaline's rushing through you. Then all of a sudden, you, you, you uh, go into a, a, a nine to five job and you're struggling to re- replicate that, really. Yeah, I can I, I can imagine. And um, there must be a, a point, you know, without being too sort of down, downbeat, but there must yeah. be a point where you've just... Maybe, you know, you've, you just finished your career completely. You played for other clubs uh, for a little short little time. I think you played for Stafford, Leamington, clubs like that in Midlands. But there must have been a point where suddenly one weekend, that was it, nothing. And you were uh, at home I, or something. Yeah, I, I think that was probably after kidding minister, really. All of a sudden, I think I went and played for Nuneaton Borough for a while in the conference. But that, that didn't really happen for me. I didn't really enjoy it. Then about three months later, I'd packed it in. Um, yeah. And then all, as you said, look, you know, I'm fine. You know, I mean, I, I don't sit around every Saturday afternoon thinking, oh, my God, I wish I was playing. You know, I'm fine. I've sort of moved on. I've got a job. You know, sure. everything's good. But, but I can understand why. I think it takes quite a bit of time for people to adjust. Um, and I, I don't care how much you're getting paid, whether it's, a, you know, 50 grand a week or 50 quid a week. You know, the fact is that on those days, and, and this is thanks to the fans, you know, that the fans make the game. You know, you turn up and you get that legal high and it's great. It's a really good atmosphere whether it's 1,500 there or 150,000. And, and all of a sudden that, that goes. And, you know, and it's, it's up to you as a, as a person to sort of cope with that and try and fill it in a, other ways. Yeah, constructive way. Some, some, some uh, players really struggle. And there's also the camaraderie that you, you probably miss with the, the teammates and stuff and the banter and all that sort of thing. But one thing you can do as a teacher is make your kids watch videos of you <laughs> well, remind them how good you were so I bet you've done a bit of that I would if I was a teacher I'd be like let's, let's, let's watch this video of Bristol Rovers well I have to say what, what, one of the bonuses of this re- remote learning is I've had to do a, a, I've had to do an assembly so I managed to fill it in with a couple of old clips so uh, so yes it's it, it, it's uh, all a good fun obviously and you know look I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying life life is good um, but I haven't said that you know, if, you, if you said to me tomorrow if you could go and replicate that game against Bristol Rovers for the rest of your life, I'd love it. You know, I, I would play that game every single day if I could. And one thing I sort of sense from people uh, speaking to players from your your time and even hackers, if someone called you up tomorrow and said, right, we need you, although you're probably not your uh, <laughs> weight anymore, uh, nor, nor is hackers and stuff, you, you, you'd do it, I think. You'd do it for the, for the club because there's a love for the football club there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I had a great time at Northampton. I'm, I'm very fond of it. Uh, you know, it was, it was a terrific... Look, I mean, I support Birmingham. That, that, that's never going to change. But, you know, I'd, Birmingham, Northampton, Stoke, and Kidderminster, I've got really good places in my heart. But the, the years at Northampton were so so successful, so 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 much fun. Uh, you know, really enjoyed my football there. Um, and it would have been easy for me to probably come in and try and coast a bit, but I, I, I didn't want to. And I, and I felt that we really sort of kicked on and uh, I had great times. Yes, you know, if you said to me, "Tomorrow, come and have a game." If Keith Cole was on, was on the blower now, saying you fancy it, I'd probably say yes. So no, that, that, that's brilliant, and that's what it's all about. It's about uh, a, f- a football club. Is in a way, it's more than the players. It's more than you know the chairman or the the manager. It's a, it's a collective, isn't it? And that is what uh, we had at the time under under Atco, and 
I have to say, Tom, I mean, ultimately, it's the fans who will make a club. Because, you know, players come and go, managers do, but fans stay there. And I often feel that, that the fans are the ones who... You, know, you could have played that Bristol Rovers game on on, on a park at Moulton somewhere or, you know, or in a part of Northampton. And nobody would have known. But the fact there were 7,500 there making it a great atmosphere made, yeah. it, that it, made it the event that it was. So, for me, it's the, it's the fans, really. So, you know, I'm pleased that we gave them two years of... Of, of of successful football. There's there's always a what if what if we'd have beaten Grimsby what where were we had we gone on to and stuff and we we were on like a, a real roll and there was momentum and the club was like on the cusp of something and it just like we just fell short and back in uh, League Two now but you know the the club is um, we've never dropped into the conference we're a well supported football club and there's a lot to be proud of so I just want to thank you for being part of it really because it was some great I know, look I, I honestly think that you know if if for whatever if Northampton could get into the championship then I think the club would I think some of those fans who, who've gone off to watch the Saints would uh, come back yeah know, and I, I think you could probably I think they'd have 10, 11, 12,000 there on a regular basis which there's lots of clubs in the championship surviving on that so that, that's the potential you know, really, I mean, obviously they're in League Two currently. I think they probably should be in League One, um, and I think the potential is there to get in the Championship, really. So, you know, yeah, fingers big crossed. potential, big catchment area, and um, if if clubs like Reading and uh, places like that can sustain Championship football, and I'm I, I'm pretty sure we can. But let's let's um, wait for football to come back and yeah, hopefully because because Cobblers are. Have you seen it? We're we're actually in the playoffs because they've. I saw that, which is brilliant, yeah. isn't it? I'm I'm not sure how that's going to happen, but you know, if, if they want any playoff advice, then I'm more than happy to give it to them. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get you down for a team talk. I'm not sure how it's it's ever going to work, to be honest with you, no, because it, it seems to be so many hurdles to jump before you can get a team out in this sort of situation. But uh, yeah, I'll I'll get uh, Keith Carr to give you a lot of buzz and we'll have a little <laughs> team talk. But. It's been great talking to you and, um, you know, keep in touch and we'll, we'll talk soon, mate. Take care. Thanks, Tom. Take care, mate. Bye-bye. Cheers, pal. ta mate. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.